0: This is Unstable Topics. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie.
1: horror movie night we're back with another bonus episode here with bears fonte who is the director writer editor of the new short film conversion therapist uh which i got to watch just the other day uh and it's if if you're a gore hound like me if you're a horror hound like me and if you kind of think that conversion therapy is one of the worst things that's ever happened in the United States, then this is the horror film for you because it captures all of that energy. Uh, Bears, can you tell us a little bit about where you drew inspiration, both in life and uh, film-wise, for this project?
2: (laughs) Well, thank you, Matt. Um, Yeah, I think you perfectly described it there. Um, (laughs) I've, I've been making films for many years. I've made several horror films. And um I had this idea for a, a film that involved a babysitter kidnapping somebody that she didn't quite like and torturing him. And it was just like this kernel of an idea that never really amounted to anything. But I wrote it several times and involved a lot of um, torture. And and then the Pulse shootings happened Um in Orlando and I was just sort of destroyed by that moment and I just didn't know how to respond to it creatively. It was something that I couldn't stop thinking about and the thing that got me most mad about the shootings were, I mean, not the terrorist it's himself, which obviously is a terrible person, but um, afterwards there were all these ministers who were talking, giving interviews and saying that the, the terrorists had done everybody a favor by killing all these homosexuals um and killing all these transgender people and it just made me really sick to my stomach and so i was like you know what that's somebody who deserves to be tortured and so i went back to the script that i hadn't touched in several years i just poured everything into it and um you know it was it was a difficult process because i had a lot of raw feelings and it was as i was writing that i realized that in order to make this film I was going to have to really deal with some stuff about myself that I hadn't really ever talked about publicly and, and and making the film basically became my opportunity to come out as transgender to the whole world.
1: And what I really think shines in this movie though, is that it has this balance where when I was watching it, it's, it has, it's, how do I say this? It's very uh, shocking and it's going to grab you and it's, it's, you know, unnerving, but it also has this weird sense of fun that it almost kind of felt like if John Waters directed hostile was like the vibe that I got when I walked away from it. <laughs>
2: like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's a real fine line between, you know, terrifying people for real and, and giving them a taste of what conversion therapy is, but also making it, you know, watchable and fun. I mean, I, I loved my characters and I was essentially asking somebody to cheer for the wrong side of hostile, you know? (laughs) So that's really, that's a big ask. So you really have to think about how you, how you do that and uh, you know, how you approach that on screen.
1: Well, and it, in a weird way, it's, it's like, you're, you're enjoying every one of these characters, even the people you're supposed to hate because they're just so pathetic by the end, you know, like you, like towards, I don't want to spoil anything, but by the end, the person who's been kidnapped is Such a sellout to all of his beliefs that it's almost laughable that and and you you kind of walk away going like that was enjoyable across the board like I was glad I got to see that dude get tortured but like he's still a memorable funny aspect to the entire concept.
2: Well, you know, the first thing was having a great actor, uh, Michael Dixon, who uh, I had met through his work on Black Mountain Side was somebody I'd always wanted to work with. And so when I had this role, I was like, I need somebody with the gravitas that you're going to want to watch Who, when they do make that turn and they become a sniveling little, you know, I don't know, uh, (laughs) failure at the end. You kind of are you kind of get how he got there and, and really enjoy that that journey but you know i also think that most of the people with really extreme ideas um are repressing some things that are pretty seriously you know hurtful to themselves in their mind and in time after time we find out that some of these people who are members of really strongly anti lgbtq churches are actually gay themselves and they and they just haven't dealt with it until it comes out you know like in the police police blotter
1: yeah No, exactly. What I also kind of like is you have this trio of uh, pansexual, polyamorous characters. And each one of them, when I walked away from it, I felt like they all kind of had a a different route that they wanted to take with this stuff. You know, like Justine is super aggressive and very, very violent. It's a very like militant attack towards towards the uh ira and then you have um selena who a lot of the time kind of is saying like please stop like don't knock it off you know what i mean like a little bit more almost i don't want to say forgiving but a little less aggressive and then in the middle you just have clay who could care less he's he's the most neutral (laughs) of it and i have to imagine that that was in a weird way, an intentional look at the different types of ways that people react to things that upset them.
2: I I think that's true. Yeah. Um, I think when people are, I I mean, every relationship is complicated. And when you have a polyamorous relationship, it's obviously that much more complicated. So you have a trio and the way they interact. So if you've got something that is difficult for any one member of that trio. The other two obviously are pulled into it and it's just the way that they respond to that, which I think changes the nature of that relationship. So, so Clay, you know, as, as much as he could care less about Ira, he also is really one wants to be there for, you know, the other two in the relationship and do everything he can to support them, even though he doesn't have a personal stake in this. Whereas Justine you know, Justine is basically a sadist. And I think this is coming out of a very, very strong anger that she's got inside of her that um, that she uses this as an opportunity and probably goes much further than Selena ever would have wanted.
1: Yeah. And and I think it's you know some of the humor with Clay specifically is that he's just kind of there. You know, what I mean, like he <laughs> like he he almost reminds me in a weird way. I'm a huge Disney fan, a little bit of like a cronk from emperor's new groove like he's just the muscle that will do what needs to be done but he's not really invested in it the way that the others are
2: yeah yeah i think he i think at the end he he just wants to be allowed to continue to hang out with these two women (laughs) so (laughs) he just feels very lucky that somehow he won the relationship lottery (laughs) yeah, he had even more kind of ridiculous sort of lines like that that just came out of nowhere, and you're like, oh, I don't know what's going on with him. But for time, his it, 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 it kind of got cut down. But he had one thing about Ira was complaining about not being able to like he hasn't he had not eaten for several days, and Clay was just like, you know, Gandhi starved itself for seventeen days, and it's like, wait, why does he you know that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, would you ever consider trying to push this to, to a feature length If the short's well received Or do you feel like you've got you know the, the best chunk of meat right there On the screen right now
2: I mean I definitely think there's a feature there But what I'm more interested in Actually would be a, a television version um, We sort of thought about it as Like an LGBTQ18 Where they go out and they find These people who are creating turmoil In the LGBTQ community And they're trying to like right the wrongs in the same way B.A. Barakas
1: and The Face did, you know? Yeah. I I mean, I could honestly see this short working in like a, if we did like an LGBTQ um, Black Mirror season, you know what I mean? Like just just (laughs) tackling just that side of the political spectrum and stepping away from the technology is going to take over your brain side of it. Um, where can people go to see this short right now? Like, you were able to send me a screener, and I know that it's playing at a couple festivals. Can you talk about what festivals it's coming to?
2: Sure. We're doing our U.S. premiere in uh, Austin at Agliff, which is the All Genders, Lifestyles, and Identities Film Festival. Uh, And then the week after that, September 1st, we're doing a West Coast premiere at Horrible Imaginings in Santa Ana in orange county and then a week and a half after that would we'll be at film quest in Provo, utah and then nola horror um in new orleans and out on film atlanta um two weeks after that september 26th and 28th so um we're we're start we're just starting the festival route and then we hope to release it on online to the whole world in about, in about a year
1: All right, guys, so if you live near any of those locations, especially if you're in San Diego, swing by and say hi to our buddy Miguel, who runs Harville Imaginings. And amazing. Miguel's one of the best people I've ever known. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. And if you're not in any of those cities, keep your eyes open for when this will be released a little bit more publicly. Is there a website or anything that people can go to to keep track of not only the screenings, but when it will be made more readily available?
2: Probably the best place is our Instagram, which is Real Rain Productions, R-E-A-L Rain Productions, as in that taxi driver, someday a real rain will
1: fall (laughs) and wash the scum and filth off the streets. That's fantastic. I love that name. Uh, (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Bears, for joining us. And please stay in touch next time you have another one of these projects. Let's talk some more. Thank you, Matt.
0: You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie.